Friends, or in love, please. All right, how are you guys doing today? Am I sounding okay Very today? Good. Yeah, you robotic? sound great. All right, you sound great today. A lot better than yesterday when you started off. Nice. GM, I'm in Japan right now. I think. Let's see where I am. Yeah, Japan. So, how do you not know where you, what country you're in, Dan? Oh, I jump around. Some sometimes <laughs> I'm in I'm in Japan. Sometimes I'm in Singapore. Sometimes I'm in Germany. Sometimes wow. I'm in. Where else do I go? Those sounds are the main like, ones. Korea sounds sometimes. Like, sounds fun though. Japan's do a lot of traveling. Really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> You do a lot great, of work, though. Great internet. <laughs> Japan does. Well, I assume so from my network connection. They have like 5G everywhere. Mm. Hey, have a. Good morning. Can you all hear me? GM. Yep. GM, have How's the volume coming in? Good. VPN things. <clears throat> yeah, thanks. Right on. We'll be getting started here shortly. Um, once Coder Dan is there, um, gets that, um, is his connect connection thing figured out. But we have uh, some stuff, some new stuff to talk about today. Some old business um, regarding the recipe change. Just something we have to touch on there. Got some new business regarding uh, hard cap on wearables. That's going to be an interesting conversation. And then I believe last week we were talking about um, just governance in a sense of, um, you know, um, voting power. And uh, I think there's a thread on it here uh, about custodial asset management and proxy. I think it was mostly around proxy voting. That was the main conversation. Um, so we could also follow up on that as well. And then, uh, yeah, the Reservoir Recipe Change, Zico, that's going to be um, one of the first things we, we touch on for today. And then Rarity Farming Season 4, we can maybe work on an uh, estimated date for that or something to work towards. Um, maybe if we have time, we can talk about uh, cartridge distribution, you know, um, we had a lot of a uh, talk at the summit on based on what the guilds were saying, you know, what their outlook was. We can also um, take that into consideration when they when we're you know thinking about cartridges, um, and that's something that will. I feel like that's something we will implement at some point. Um, we just want to make sure we get it right. So, 
it's gonna gonna take some uh gonna take some time and shout out to hardcore uh i did not realize you were documenting the summit so well uh, but you did a great job of documenting the summit. I believe you have a whole bunch of links. It's all part of the the Miro board there. So if you go down, it says uh, summit, and that was a lot of the material that was covered yesterday. So there was some stuff from Jesse. There was a part. There was a um, uh, what was it? There was a uh, thing on IP, a presentation on IP, and you know structuring for DAOs. That was a really valuable conversation. So for those of you who missed it, um, you definitely want to go back to uh, Zombie Shepherd's YouTube channel. I believe he's going to be chopping those up and uh, putting up a few segments for you guys to, to look at. And then we had a presentation from Parcel. Uh, I'm hoping we get more follow-up from Parcel because they were having some connectivity issues yesterday. Uh, pretty pretty major connectivity issues, so um, we weren't able to really hear from them what they're working on. Uh, so be interesting to hear what they have to say, especially regarding parent DAOs and sub DAOs, uh, transactions taking place in between. Yeah, highlights for sure, I agree. Yeah, yesterday was an epic event. It was actually quite surprising we held I, I was I was curious to know how long I'd be able to hold people's attention because it's such a long event. Um, but I think eight hours into the summit, we almost had uh, the majority oh. of the attendees were still kicking around, including Coder Dan, who, shout out to Coder Dan, was actually, uh, I saw him every now and then uh, checking in throughout the night. Uh, I guess it would be nighttime for you. So, um, you know, that's some real, real commitment right there. Yeah. Uh, to the to the summit. Yeah, was, uh, I I didn't get to listen to the yeah, whole thing. You some really yet. good notes here, hardcore. I think all these uh, all these little graphics you collected are going to be really uh, useful uh, for reference. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the chat, the gifs, and DJ sets definitely make life easier. Yeah, we we definitely wanted to bring that party vibe um, and. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping we get more uh, musicians and, and other people who want to participate at the summit um, doing cool things like that. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for getting that full upload up there. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, and shout out to Pixelcraft for showering... Uh, Showering us with Alchemica near the end of the event. That was crazy. That was awesome. Um, and then the event the event linking uh, to the main page, that was another uh, pretty cool feature. I can't wait to see that being implemented for, like, portals where you could... I'd imagine it's kind of graphics like that where you would scroll through the different, you know, destinations where you want to go um, for events and whatnot. So be interesting. Uh, you guys can hear me, right? Just want to make sure. We can hear you. Okay, cool. So, how much was rained down? I was only there for like the first couple hours, and then I had to go. Oh, there was a lot of Alchemica. You can see the you can see the picture China yeah. posted there. Uh, that's that's the amount of Alchemica that was dropped around. 
Wow. And then during the during the opening, there was an even bigger dump of Alchemica. So, yeah, um, shout out to Doctor Mark for that. He was so this reservoir was, recipe change. One. We, from my understanding, oh dang, Phase, you got eighty nine Alchemica from that drop. That's <laughs> that's pretty impressive, awesome. man. That's some real collecting. <laughs> Um, with this, uh, so with this reservoir recipe change, I'm just reading through it right now. I know Mikey J and Notorious BTC have put together a, uh, pretty, uh, like extensive document on, uh, the harvester recipes. And we chose, I think we chose recipe B, but I can't quite remember. Um, but this is suggesting we make a change to 7k investment breaking even around 420 days hmm yeah so we are currently we have a, a chat going the messages from coder dan can you guys hear me you keep... yeah i can hear maybe, you maybe you can hefe not hear me are you talking you about coder dan? i think he can't yeah. hear me hefe can you hear coder dan no he's muted yeah. Oh, I've muted him from yesterday. <laughs> uh, I was like, um, you keep like talking over me. I'm like, because he can't, he can't hear me. Yeah, it sounded like he was just mumbling in the background, and Coda Dan's just talking away. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. I actually had you muted from yesterday. I guess there was some background noise or something, you know. And I was just, I was right. like relentlessly just muting people. So I don't, yeah, I forgot to unmute you from yesterday. <laughs> made for right. good entertainment. <laughs> yeah, uh, mute the yeah. boss. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying we uh, we do have a, a chat going, and there's been a couple of different proposals by uh, Let's Go Bankless, basically uh, looking at some of the uh, ideas that they've raised, and uh, we're getting pretty close to something that uh, they are basically. It's uh, Mark, Mikey J, and Notorious BTC. And then uh, let's go bankless and myself just hashing it out. Um, and we'll, once we have something to uh, finalize with you guys, we will we'll put it out and everyone can look at it more. But uh, it's a lot of number crunching at this moment. But the, the idea is if the DAO is okay with it, we will just update the recipes and uh, not require like a full sick prop for core prop because we do only have three days left um, but i think in general there um I, like i said yesterday the the overall like apy and rois and stuff don't really change we're just trying to skew it a little bit more towards encouraging people to level up to level nines because it feels better to do that you also made a good point about glitter um, that you know, in doing so, people are most likely going to be burning a lot of this uh, glitter supply that's being distributed over the first year, which is going to be a little bit of an excess amount compared to like you know future years. So maybe um, it's going to be positive for the glitter price anyway. Um, that's that's what I see with the with um, incentivizing people to get to nines um, sooner. If they want to spend, if they want to spend Alchemica, yeah, I think you, exactly. 
you also made it, you also made a good point there where um you said you're always kind of sacrificing some ROI for speed. So that is I guess that trade-off will still be there, uh right? Um so the the trade-off really I was uh, as we were going over in our in the chat here with them I kind of elaborated on uh, what the so there's I mean, there's a lot of different strategies and uh, with this reservoir change I think it actually is going to open up a couple different other like micro strategies as well so that's going to be interesting but really if if you're aiming for the the optimum strategy to maximize your ROI you're really going your strategy is basically high it's a high risk strategy because you're risking a lot of capital up front it's kind of like you go and you buy a bunch of asics for mining bitcoin or something like you have a high upfront cost and if the if bitcoin goes down you're you're going to get wrecked like that's that's basically a similar strategy to that so you're buying you're, you're uh doing a lot up front you're like you have your spacious you you uh do your glitter up front or you may, might not do glitter but you can you go for the, the level nines as fast as possible so you have high risk you have high roi uh, because you're uh you're gonna be just getting like a higher roi because you're you're able to uh maximize your spillover you're going to minimize your spillover so you're getting more alchemica for yourself because of those investments and then finally your the clearing time of the parcel is also going to be maximized like you're gonna you're gonna try to basically speed clear that parcel whereas like the other end of the spectrum is kind of a uh low risk you might go one installation at a time or very very slow but it's, a, it's got a very high clearing time uh and it also has kind of a a quicker break even period i guess like you could buy something and then within maybe a couple of months you're you've basically broken even whereas with the other strategies uh, it, you have a higher uh, a slightly higher break even point so there's definitely a lot of uh, thinking involved and, and uh, you know, room for different strategies uh, that people can, once the, the numbers are totally final and on the 20th, it'll be really fun to start seeing what kind of strategies people adopt. There'll probably be but a yeah. very big uh, spike in Alchemica again as well. I noticed that there's already been a slight spike since you've shut everything down and released some of this new alpha, you know, so. Were you able to hear me? Yep, yep. Yeah, I was reading Mikey yeah. J's comment. More yeah, AP equals potentially higher APY. And yeah, so the the APY is uh it's gonna get you're gonna get it faster than if you go like the low level upgrade, the low leveler strategy. Cause that one has you're gonna actually get um a higher ROI. Well, it's like APY and ROI, I think a little bit different. I think that you actually get a higher ROI with the low level or strategy because you're not really putting that much in and you you don't really care about how fast you're going to get it uh, but you're losing a lot of alchemica and your parcel to spillover whereas with the higher level strategy especially with the reservoir your roi in terms of exactly how much you're um you're going to get it you're going to 
I think it's going to be, I have to look at the exact numbers, but I think the ROI is slower, lower a little bit, but the APY is higher. I might be mixing those up. It's a lot of terms we're throwing around here, but with, it's like, with all, with all yeah, that okay. said, I mean, like the Alchemica obviously is going to vary. So that might be a big component. I know Dr. Wagami had said something about that a long time ago to, you know, try to extract, you know, enough right away quickly in order to not catch that downturn again. But, you know, I don't know what you think about that. Well, again, the harvesting is only one part of the economy and it's uh, it's an important part, uh, but it's the, it's also the most exposed to fluctuations in the price. And it's also the most, it's like the most uh, extractor liable area. It's not fun. It's, it's like, it's a, an economic game. So as we bring on more and more things that aren't economic games, and they're actually fun, that influence gameplay, there's going to be a lot more use cases for Alchemica than just, you know, spending Alchemica to earn more Alchemica. But it's going to provide this very interesting kind of background to the entire economy. So people will be producing the Alchemica from the ground. Channeling will become a smaller and smaller part of the overall economy pie, whereas harvesting will start becoming the means of generating the new Alchemica that will then get used for various activities within the game. So also, these people who are, you know, they're they're fixated on getting the level nines sooner, you know, as soon as they can. Um, are they technically kind of banking on higher alchemica prices in the future? Or, sorry, lower alchemica prices in the future? Because they're saying, yeah. well, the alchemica is worth a lot more today, in my opinion. Um, so when there's less supply, so I'm going to try and take out as much supply as I can. So I have the most alchemica to upgrade my structures, to get more alchemica. And then maybe they end up selling some of the alchemica for a profit. You know, maybe they turn it into ghost or whatever. Um, is that kind of the idea for someone who's going to be upgrading quickly compared to someone who's going, you know, the low level, you say low risk. And I, it makes sense because you're not exposed as much to the fluctuations in Alchemica price in relation to like your initial investment, right? Because you didn't put as much in. So if the Alchemica price fluctuates in a, in a way that it works against you, it doesn't really hurt you that much. Because um, you didn't put that much in from the start, or you're gradually upgrading your structures as you were as you were earning Alchemica. Um, that's that's kind of how I see it. Um, so they so. both have their they both have their inherent risks kind of on each side. You know, if you wait a long time, you might wait and it might adjust and it might actually go up. But I mean, they both really have the risk considering Alchemica. Yeah, and I think the difference here is in a typical yield farming game the only game in town is the yield farming game it's like we've seen that in pretty much every game five project whereas what we're, we're we're doing here is yield farming is a part of the game but we're also going to have a lot of other game five game stuff that is actually using the alchemica too that's burning it or just locking it up for long long periods of time so it's you know it if you're aiming to extract as much as possible from your parcel as quickly as possible because you want to convert it into ghost uh, because you believe that Alchemica is not going to hold up over the long term, over the next year, 
then yeah, you you would probably want to get as much in as you can right now, and then be the guy basically selling out Chemica on the on the market to Ghost. But uh, if everyone tries to do that, Alchemica is going to pump like crazy. It's going to go up a lot in the mean, you know, in the meantime, because there's not that much Alchemica out there to do all that. So you'd have to actually pump the price up in order to do that. A lot. And, a lot. Yeah, and which then uh, would give you a higher, you know, vantage point from then Alchemica if it pumps up. Uh, three three times or ten times whatever it is right now it's got a long way to go down but if if everyone follows the low leveler strategy um they're basically just going to be kind of chilling for the next 10 years and alchemica will likely be more influenced by the game side of it so we're gonna obviously we're gonna have a a mix of all different strategies everyone's gonna have their own Everyone's got their own spreadsheets or ideas on how yeah. to play. Yeah, exactly. Um, we have some uh, we have some thoughtful questions from uh, Solo Geist regarding um, recovery of of, of Alchemica. Um, he has three questions. Uh, so the first one's regarding makers, you know, being able to recover several installations at the same time. Uh, what, is, what do you mean recovering? Uh, like recovering Alchemica, uh, his first question is, uh, you know, being able to recover Alchemica. I think there was some mention where you said, you know, in doing these adjustments, we would have to consider. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, yeah, he's talking about great battles. Sorry, I was not reading the question. Probably. Okay, so uh, I don't think that we've really talked about how the great battles or liquidators will affect specific installations yet. So I'm um, maker, as far as we know, at this point, the maker is just for upgrading things. It's not for rebuilding walls or, or things. It, it uh, as the game progresses, it, it could gain that ability, but currently that's, there's no canon about that at this point. Um, in general, what, what we're thinking at this point, and I think this might have been in the white paper or the, the Bible somewhere, was certain installations like reservoirs and harvesters, you, the, make, the liquidators can't destroy them completely. Uh, they, they can disable them in terms of, well, even for the, like, the harvester, they can't really disable it because everything is happening on-chain. What they can do for the reservoir, I believe this will likely happen, is they can actually plunder it to a point where if there's any alchemica in that reservoir and the, the liquidator attacks it, they will be able to basically claim it instead of you. That would be one thing that they could do. So um, and then they, everything won't be destroyed then? I mean, Everything is then... not going to... They're not going to destroy everything. Like We're not going to let that happen. That would be... Insane. Lost a lot of money to rebuild. <laughs> the, the the things that are going to be destroyed likely is uh, walls and towers, especially towers. Those are offensive structures. I think we even mentioned that in the white paper that towers will be destroyable by liquidators because they're they're attacking them. 
Like if you get overrun, you think it'll like cost a bunch of money to rebuild all your defense, but that'll be over time when the next liquidator attack happens, right? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to have to like spend a fortune on rebuilding. There will be some rebuilding, but it's we're not going to completely destroy everything because of the, the liquidators. Like they, they're primarily meant to attack Avagachis and things that attack them. They're yeah, not, well, they I don't mean, really, they will, don't I really be able to sit, will I be able to sit on my property and like kill all the liquidators trying to come through? Like, will, uh, thing? like, will I be able to recruit an army to protect my property? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's going to be a thing, right? You'll be definitely, I mean, you'll definitely be able to get uh, friends around your parcel, especially if you're like, if you're at an area where the liquidators are going to be streaming in, like near the wall, near the uh, the walls of the citadel and the 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 entrances. Those will be kind of key places. Once they've breached those. It's basically a beeline to the Great Portal. Okay, so they're just kind of, they're not going to, you don't think they're going to be worried about the stuff around and attacking everything and getting all that money? Why would they be just going for the Great Portal? Yeah, they might, well, because they know that the Great Portal is going to be very heavily guarded by the Gachi gang, so they might, <laughs> they, they might, they might find out and they might go start looking around for other people's, you know, to see if there's any reservoirs that are, uh, full of Alchemica that they can go liquidate. So some districts might actually have like a really coordinated plan around protecting their district. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's pretty cool. Well, the great portal is going to, you know, Mikey J makes a good point. The great portal is going to have 35% of all the crafting Alchemica in it. So it makes sense for them to go and attack that instead of, um, you know, going for yes. small, small things. Well, then all the how different- it, how we've envisioned it working is uh, if you guys have ever, have ever played like a tower defense game, you know, there's always like this area at the, that, that all the enemies are trying to get into. And every time they, every time one of them enters, you lose a life. So instead of that, it's going to be every time a liquidator makes it into the great portal, we're going to send them Alchemica from the great portal directly to their wallet. So Pretty cool, they're basically... All the districts that are around the Great Portal are going to want to like work together as well to kind of defend that. Like, I mean, all the districts mm-hmm. together, because that's like the DAO's money, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to try and, and balance that. But uh, we're, we'll we'll try. We'll see what happens with Great Battle One. It's most likely, I would guess, that Gachi Gang's probably going to win in Great Battle One. And we're going to see what kind of uh, fight we put up. Because the Liquidators are not... There's, there's like nine great battles. So uh, they're going to be sending their, their worst soldiers in the, in the first battle. Yeah, I don't think it'll be much of a, a there, challenge. Will there be a couple uh, like Testnet great battles? Or? Um, yeah, maybe. It's, it's, it'd be hard to really simulate it. Because the Liquidators probably aren't going to do much on, on Testnet. Yeah, still be fun though. Incentivize testnet, yeah. Yeah. So just um, just wanted to touch on the the reservoir recipe change and kind of make sure we we're all on the same page with that. You know, I think um, if everybody is okay with that, 
uh, and this change makes sense, then, um, you know, we don't have very much time to start uh, voting on this or pushing it through if unless there's some really strong opposing views. Uh, but I think there's a lot of thought that's already been put, put into like this model. And this is just making a little change to the model, basically, is what it looks like. But, so it's basically yeah, not... making it easier to get to level nine. I really haven't had a chance yeah. to look at it. So that's Pretty not a bad thing. That, that actually yeah. helps, that helps the entire game structure, you know, burn more alchemica, incentivize people to spend more and build more. So, I mean, that's a great thing all the way around, right? Yeah, the overall, so it's like the overall sync, I believe, has gone up somewhat. Uh, I would need them to confirm that. But the, also the ROIs um, pretty much stay the same or, or have gone up. So you're actually, you're spending more, but you're also getting more out because of the spillover. Yeah. You're getting extra spillover. Right, you're, you're, uh, you're not losing that. <clears throat> but you might need to build before in the previous one uh it, there was no there was no reason to have like multiple level nine reservoirs whereas in the current in this new uh recipe the costs have gone down significantly but the capacity has also gone down so you might need to have two reservoirs like a, maybe a level nine and maybe like a level Two level sixes or something. Yeah. I'm sure that, uh, I know that a while back we had talked with like Dr. Wagami about how he was saying like in, in the beginning, only having multiple, you know, level two or level threes would be the most optimal way to make the play. And with all this adjusting, I'm sure everybody's constantly trying to adjust too, right? So, you know, I think, um, you know, that makes for a big adjustment in the business aspect of what they were talking about. Um, yeah, so I mean, if we uh, if we can come to agreement to make this recipe change, if you do have a strong opinion opposing this change before we roll out harvesters, um, you know, you can uh, mention it here in the chat or uh, you can, you know, post on the forum. But uh, I think we should, you know, keep it moving. I'd like to see harvesters out, you know, when you guys have projected for, you know, that date, I believe it's the 20th. Um, so it's like not very far from now at all, yeah, uh, yeah. but we're all really excited for it. So, you know, any small changes you guys see fit that you think would be good for the game or, you know, we've put a lot of thought and conversation around into this discussion. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to be so happy when this is kind of behind us. It's taken up so much of everyone's <laughs> time, the DAO, our time, my time, development time. It's, this is a big release. Yeah, and this thing is it's going to be lasting for a long, long time. So we do want to get it right. I'm glad we took a cautious approach to, you know, really being thoughtful in how we were going to approach this um, with harvesters being launched. So uh, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to I think it's going to be a hit, like um, just like every other installation that we the, the, the altars that we we've, we've been messing around with. This is going to be a whole nother level of gameplay now. So, yeah, really excited for that. Um, you guys in the chat, you guys have anything else? Last comments on reservoir recipe change before uh, harvesters roll out? Reservoir, sorry, reservoirs roll out. 
Yeah, and, and I think we'll have a recipe. I think Mike and Jay is running a simulator on it right now, but we should be able to share the recipe in the Dow channel like by tomorrow. Yeah, perfect. Okay, right on. Um, so then we'll move on to, um, well, there's a couple more old business stuff that we can just quickly touch on, but the new business is something we can also get to there. Um, uh, when Rarity Farming Season 4, do we have an uh, approximate date? Or are we thinking um, like next probably next month sometime? Um, like what 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 are you thinking for timeline for rarity farming? Um, I think the the blocker right now is we're designing the badges for it. That's that takes a little bit of time to do that. There's a bunch of other all uh, dev uh, design work that we got going on, but uh, we are trying to get that out and make an announcement for it. Like. Basically, the end of this month, it would start. So probably like on a 28, 29 in that, in that area. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, we do want to do it in July. I definitely, there's no real big blockers. Just we want to have the graphics ready for like the announcement. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, then... Um, the the cartridge distribution just a little uh question here we had it we had the summit yesterday i saw you tuning in um was it interesting to hear kind of what all the guilds had to say it seems like the cartridge distribution model is going to be you know something that's going to be widely used and accepted um but we just need to hammer out all the details and um well actually we do have a lot of the details hammered out but yeah i had my i mean, just full disclosure i i was connected to the voice chat but it was like on my phone i think so or actually i'm not really sure what happened but uh i wasn't really listening like it was in the middle of the night for me so i was probably fast asleep but i i'm gonna once the recording is out i'm gonna have a listen for sure yeah right on okay yeah it was i woke up this morning i'm like oh my my voice is still connected for some reason everybody thought you were just a super based like dedicated dev <laughs> Staying up throughout the night, <laughs> but yeah, that makes that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so the cartridge distribution, you did mention a point on there um, that you've been thinking about uh, in regards to um, one one cartridge per gachi might actually work with a specific uh, model, right? Yeah. So the model, basically, the problem we have is if we give out a bunch of cartridges at the beginning. And we also have high inflation rate on the console generating more cartridges. Um, I'm just worried it's we're going to spin out of control too quickly and basically have like 20, 30,000 uh, new cartridges coming on every month, which is going to just open us up to more thought vectors. So the idea would be. We can give out one cartridge per gachi, like a lot of people want, but the console would only start printing new cartridges until uh, once it reaches level two. So a level one console would basically just give you the discount. It wouldn't really do much else. It would be a link on chain. It would so you could see uh, who we could we could all see who you gave the cartridges to which would be kind of cool, but that you wouldn't actually start printing new cartridges until you've leveled up your console to level two. 
So yeah. that we, I anticipate we would probably be giving around around 5,000 consoles out. Uh, I mean, that, that could be too many. We could probably cut that down some, uh, but looking at the amount of active um, owners of gotchis and realm parcels, it's about 5,000. And so yeah, if we give out right. 5,000 consoles, I would not expect all 5,000 of those consoles to, to be leveled up. So we, we'd probably be looking at like a couple, maybe a thousand or 2000 cartridges per month, which is much more, um, like it's a, it's a, it's a better yeah, lower inflation rate than potentially having 5,000 or 10,000 every month at the beginning. Yeah, I agree. We got to be careful with that for sure. Cause then it just won't work. Right. If there's just too many. Yeah, then we have to basically limit it somehow retroactively. Yeah. So it's I, we want to err on the the side of let's be a little bit more conservative with it at the beginning, while also ensuring that those who have gotchis and have they want to give out cartridges to friends, they should have enough cartridges to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. We'll. Uh... You know, I know you guys are working on a ton of stuff right now. We we decided as a DAO, I guess, to turn the spillover off right now in the meantime. So we'll, we can keep kind of, you know, um, touching on this conversation as you guys are, like, developing the, the cartridge model. So, um, But I know there's a lot going on that you guys are working on right now, too. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Um, again, this one's touching on the summit, uh, so I'm going to maybe wait for that one for next week till uh, you've had a chance. I know Zombie Shepherd's going to be uh, chopping up some segments and, you know, creating some more uh, bite-sized uh, pieces of content because the whole thing, I think the whole stream, uh, I don't know how long it was, but I know the event was almost eight hours, so it's pretty crazy the Gachi Gang uh, had an eight-hour event. Six-ish six -ish hours, yeah. That's yeah, right. that's epic. It's pretty epic. Um, so, I yeah. The, uh, I was just watching the, um, the other side trailer thing they did. We had a six-hour uh, guild summit marathon. They had a, a monkey dance in their, in their uh, other side. It was kind of funny <laughs> to, to draw the comparisons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just the 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 depth, you know. Like we have culture, I think that's developed developed here, and uh, it felt there was an energy there at the summit yesterday that I haven't felt uh, anywhere awesome. else. So it was very special, and I'm looking forward to doing more of these summits. Um, we'll be doing them every three to four months, uh, but we also want to do like an artist an artist summit. We want to make sure that the artists have their own space as well so we'll be planning something for that nice. in the future yeah um so yeah moving on to the last point for old business uh dow and gachiverse toolset uh, sdk and standard software suite so i guess this is just referring into the sdk development um do you want to touch on sdk development for a bit um just just general ideas of what you guys have been working on with the sdk uh kind of uh, how you guys are thinking about the SDK in general uh, would be, I think would be good. 
Yeah, uh, it's been on the back burner a little bit the last couple of weeks just because we're all uh, on working on the farming release a lot. Uh, but the, the general idea of the SDK is that there's kind of uh, two main things that we would have. They kind of link together, but they're kind of separate. So one would be uh, scriptable actions on your parcel that you could basically code and uh, have your parcel react to stuff that people are doing on the parcel. So very simple example would be when someone walks onto your parcel, it could play music, it could do something. It could maybe make an animation with your with all your decorations. It could play, uh, it could show like a message to them. That's called a trigger. So we would have lots of different triggers. We would have entering, exiting, um, when someone, uh pick they could pick up something on the parcel that would be a trigger they'd be like different triggers we'd have to basically map out all the different actions that you could do on a parcel and those could all become triggers that could then do something uh, and there there'd be different actions for that so for example when someone runs into an alchemica on your parcel there could be something that happens there um, like when someone collides with someone else on the parcel there could be something there could be you could have a like a ball on your parcel when someone collides with it they pick it up then when they put it down in a special zone that could count as like a point so basically i mean imagine um warcraft 3 or like so like modable kind of scripting actions that you could do on on your parcel to kind of uh give it more more life and give it more options for extensibility. That would be the kind of the first thing. The other thing would be uh, smart objects. This is kind of what we talked about more in the original light paper. So you'd have things that can link up to APIs or smart contracts that are outside of the game. So you could have like, uh, you could code an NPC with some language you could code something to show your health factor on Aave. You could code something to actually in, like interface with Aave and do something on your parcel. You could code um, basically like uh, interactions that, that you want to have with that with that object. With that object could be something that it could be a three D model that you've created, and that three D model could react to different states on those APIs or on the parcel. So that's, oh, those are the, the two kind of main two categories there. Uh, but the overall idea is we want to have with the scriptable parcel, it, this is basically what you would use to create like a little mini game on your parcel. Like if you want to have soccer or some sort of like game where Alchemica is dropped under a certain situation. People could play a game on your parcel. That would be using the scripting. And then if you wanted to create like um, some cool 3D object that uh, could react to stuff in the game, that would be the smart object that that changes based on different states. And that's very very high level. And we still have a lot of brainstorming to do on it and exactly like how to come at it from a, a wide enough angle that it's going to allow a lot of creativity 
but those are the the two general categories it gets people thinking about what they could possibly do you know um like you also mentioned uh being able to write a script you know that interacts with uh could possibly interact with like on-chain events Mm -hmm. um and then having that being somehow either displayed on your parcel or having you know an npc that's like you know, telling everybody you got wrecked because your health factor is like below a certain rep level. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that'd be kind of funny. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of ideas there for sure. Um, so be interesting to to hear more. Um, you know, as you guys are uh, developing the SDK. Yeah, and like always, if you have any ideas, feel free to to dump them into the FDK wishlist uh, channel, which we're still it's a thread, which we're still keeping that going. So oh, yeah, I mean the SDK is a big, big undertaking. It's uh, it's taken like Decentraland two, three years to to do theirs. Uh, so obviously we want to be quicker than that, but it's it's a big undertaking. Lots of engineering required to make it work. So we're still in the very early phase of that. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, one more thing in regards to, uh, I guess, the ATF uh, proposal. I've been talking to those guys, seeing what they want to do. Um, basically, they just have to resubmit their proposal, right? Um, to get yeah, yeah, okay. So I'll just reiterate that for them because they weren't sure. Um, so they'll do that, get the proposal in, and then that that pretty much wraps up any old business we had to clean up there. Um, so we'll we'll just touch on new business for this week. Uh, last week we were talking about proxy voting, but this week um, the main business here seems to be um, this. Someone had mentioned in the DAO chat. Uh, there's a thread on perhaps capping, uh, like having a percentage-based hard cap on wearables based on the total live gotchis. So this would be some sort of a, I guess, ratio that's worked out between gotchis and the amount of that specific wearable and you know using that that ratio to decide is it time for a new wearable launch you know um it's it, this has been a conversation that comes up every now and then mm -hmm. um or has come up every now and then with wearable inflation you know people are concerned about that over the long term um where we could have uh haunt ones happening a lot or sorry haunts happening a lot less frequently than wearables being released and if that gets too out of control then we might end up with an excess supply of wearables uh in, you know in in relation to like how many gotchis we actually have in circulation so um that's that's a topic we can we can get into today and kind of see what people's opinions are on that um so i don't know if you can see the mirror board dan but someone uh, has created a chart yep. there that shows, um, you know, the slot, um, number of items, the item cap, and then um, they say ten thousand haunt three, but um, I don't know. That's that's undecided also as a metric. So I don't know. It was, what does that mean? That there would be ten, like for this one face, godlike. Does that mean there would be? We need ten new items for a ten k gachi haunt three. So basically mean? it's saying here, um, the godlike rarity, 
there's a num uh, number of sets, one, so it'd be five. Um, the number percentage of gotchis based on 10,000 haunt threes would be uh, 0 0.026. And then the proposed cap is 0 0.04. So then that means you could create 7.76 items. But then you can only have five godlikes. So that doesn't. Um, here, let's see who made this proposal. If you did make this proposal and you want to elaborate on what um, what you're trying to put together here, <coughs> come up on stage and let's get into it. Yeah, it, it almost sounds like we're under the cap for godlike face items right now. If the item cap is, I guess this is per proposed cap, 0.04%. Is Notorious BTC in the house? I don't think he's here today, but he's the one who made the proposal. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're suggesting, the thing is, I don't know if we're going to have 10,000 Haunt 3s. That's based on what the DAO votes. We might have 20,000 Haunt threes if the demand is there at the time. We decide that we want to do that because it's raising funds for the DAO too. So, I mean, I, in my opinion, I feel like Haunt 1 was the only 10K release of gotchis. You know, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me to go from 10 to 15 back to 10. It's like if the demand is there, for more than 15, then we should think about doing another haunt. Otherwise, we just don't do it. That's kind of my opinion on it, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think we also need a like a KPI for calculating what is demand. Gotchi lending is one of that, one of the ways to do that. But for that to be realistic, we probably need to have spillover and we don't need and we don't want to have bots. For those to both be if those are if those have both been uh completed then it, it should be fairly clear to see what the demand for new gotchis is yeah and i mean going from 10 to 15 back down to 10 implies there's not that much demand for gotchis so then we should shouldn't do the haunt you know if there's more demand for gotchis than the last haunt which was fifteen thousand then we should start talking about doing another haunt because that's expanding the game. Um, that's expanding the number of asset owners that can be in the game. Um, but also, if there's only 5,000 gachi owners or asset holders right now, or you know, long-term asset holders, and we have 25,000 gachis, then does, it doesn't seem like there's a real need to have more avagachis in the short term right now um, to weigh down the line um you know yeah distribution is is, is an interesting metric it, if we see long term and this is hard to do because of the way that you know anyone can it could be one person with three different wallets but if you see the long term trend of the distribution uh going l lower and lower whereas you would see okay one wallet might have had five gachis now it only has 4.5 gachis or four gachis on average, that would mean that the average distribution is getting wider and wider, which is uh, could be construed as a good thing. 
you know, if yeah. it gets to if it got to one or two down from four, then either someone's creating a bunch of wallets or we have a, bu- a bunch of new players. And then also for thinking about use cases for wearables right now, use ca- <clears throat> right now use case for wearables is a uh, primarily rarity farming, you know, and makes your gachi look cool. Um, and in the future, we're going to see uh, utility for wearables in battle. But also, I think a lot of Avagachis are just never going to be used in battle. You know, um, BRS is kind of low, not the best traits. You know, there might just be farmer gachis. So it's not like every Avagachi needs to be decked out for battle either. So it's not like there's going to be a huge uh, increase in demand even when we have the arena. Because some Avagachis, it'll be interesting to see how many Avagachis participate in battle, like what percentage. Um, unless we have like classes, you know, if we have like weight classes for gachis and we have like, you know, a, a 300 class, a 400 class, a 500 class, if we have something like that, maybe you can make things interesting. But if it's just like any avagachi goes into the ring and fights another avagachi, then maybe some of the lower avagachis might not even need, yeah. you know, there might not even be that need that excess demand for, um, you know, legendaries, mythicals, and godlikes. It's I think like, we'll definitely need weight classes. Like, yeah, maybe it could be based on BRS and level. Those would be the main two kind of classes. Yeah, BRS would be very possible, and then level. If you can't put a, I mean, you could, but the odds would probably be against them. Uh, of like a five ninety BRS versus that's a level fifty. And uh, 590 BRS that's level 10 could be interesting, um, but you might want to have also different rankings based on the level as well. Yeah, and actually that's a good point because the level is going to be, the gachis with those high XP levels are going to get their day in the sun um, once the the battle uh, gets fully rolled Mm -hmm. out. Um, but you, the way you guys are thinking about the battle mechanics, like the traits are going to be modifiable, right? The four traits are going to be modifiable with like in-game points, basically for your traits, mm-hmm. it, aside from your like regular Avagachi traits, right? Yeah, that's right. There's three points per level. Three Those points per XP of... level? Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be interesting because... Um, if you have a high, if you have a high XP gachi and it's not as favorable for battle, you might actually be able to make a difference by adding like, you know, I have a level eight avagachi. So what is that? Um, that's like twenty four points, I think I can add um, mm-hmm. to my traits. So that's going to make a big difference for these high XP gachis um, versus the ones that maybe you know they don't have as much. Um, they might not be able to modify their traits as much either. So interesting. Um, this is the, we talked about this yesterday during the summit um, when we were t- talking with the wearables task force. Um, they were saying, you know, they're a lot like a, a focus group. You know, these are the sorts of things that um, they look at and uh, provide feedback on to Pixelcraft. So I think this should be like a continued analysis on wearables and uh, what, like, you know, create some sort of a framework for assessing. Maybe this is something the WTF can put together is a 
is kind of a mm -hmm. framework for assessing, you know, at what point do we need more wearables and creating um, some sort of a model. Um, you know, if they're able to create some sort of a model to assess, okay, um, is the wearable ratio like way off right now? Uh, because we're not going to have that pressure from friends anymore if we're going to be transitioning over to glitter. So there's not going to be so much of a, a pressure uh, from this inflationary um, points system where every couple months we have to do something um, to clean up those points. Otherwise, they just keep stacking and then the drop ticket prices get affected. Um, so it might be a good time to start looking at this as a model because we'll have to decide on our own as a DAO when it's the right time to do it. Um, because we also don't want to make the wearables too scarce either, where it's really hard to get even a common wearable under a hundred ghosts. Like that's not going to be very, it's not going to be very attainable for people. Maybe some common wearables that are very, op, you know, OP or, or weapons or something, maybe they'll have a greater value baked in, but then you still want to make sure you have some wearables, um, someone new to Avogachi, can buy an Avogachi and then go to the bazaar and get a wearable for like a reasonable price. Uh, we want to make sure that at least there's some availability, but also not that a common wearable floor is like a hundred or 200 ghosts, you know, that might be a little bit un unobtainable for a lot of people coming in. Yeah. I mean, we have to be careful with that line of thought because as we've all had many discussions over, if, if we think like with that mentality, I mean, I'm I'm partially for that, but also we we do want to have it's an NFT game, so scarcity is the lifeblood of NFTs. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't want to dilute anybody either. That's for sure. But um, yeah, there there's gotta be maybe there's a way to have like the way I kind of think of these wearables is kind of like they're kind of like OG wearables. In terms of, for example, the godlike, these current godlikes that we have, they don't have any level requirements on them. And there's actually, we could add level requirements to them, which we, we didn't, but we could. So, for example, we could say, we're going to put out a new godlike weapon, but you have to be level 40 to equip it. So, that godlike, it would, still be it would still be a godlike but its market value probably would be lower because fewer gachis would be able to to use it so that might be one way to introduce a new kind of class of wearables without diluting the previous og types and they would be cheaper because only a certain subgroup of of gachis can use them but the if, and maybe they're weaker as well, like so to really give a, a different differentiator between the OG ones, uh, yeah, and and the current and the and the new ones. It's like rare Pepe's. Like you have the original rare Pepe's, and then you have the fake rares. <laughs> it's like the fake rares are still pretty dope. Like people, you know, well-known artists make them and. The, the rare Pepe's are discontinued. They're the OGs. They're the original collectible um, like mm -hmm. card of the series. But then they have like these new these new series called the fake rares. And that's like these well-known artists. They're still very like cool collectible um, things. Uh, but then those OG fake rares are also, they're treasured, you know. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, this one, if we did that, um, it would be, we have to think about all the implications, but as track that it would make unlocked godlike for OG godlikes way more overpowered because any gachi can use them. So they would main they would be able to maintain their their price compared to the new wave of wearables that are level gated. So possibly one one way forward if we want to be careful about maintaining the scarcity and the OGness of current wearables while also introducing new ones. Yeah. Also with the godlikes, though, if you're like not very strategic of a player, like you know, I think the godlikes will drain a lot of your AP too, right? When we talked about um, like the battle mechanics, um, if you swing like a black portal mage axe, maybe it'll drain like half your AP. So you swing it twice, but maybe one shot will kill a gachi. So if you're right. not, you know, if your shots are not well placed, then you're gonna be like sitting around waiting for your AP to recharge. And that might be the other gachi's opportunity to actually, you know, get some attacks in. Yeah. Yeah, it's just people. I'm just reading the comments here. Um, people talking about the floor price or in gachis. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think there does the W2F want to apply for a grant or something to make a more comprehensive proposal? I like think they level? should. Uh, I know uh, yesterday we had Coolness and Phantasma talk about the wearable task force, and it was a good discussion around what they feel their uh, purpose is, you know, their goals and objectives. So. Um, this kind of fits in with that, you know, if they want to develop a model on assessing when we should be doing another, um, another wearable uh, auction or raffle, then that's definitely right up their alley, in my opinion, uh, especially if we're not going to have that pressure from friends deciding when we should be doing these. Yeah. That's another, that's more of like an old business topic, but it's, uh, has there been any, more discussion on glitter versus friends and, and uh, how to go forward with that on the Dow side. Let me pull up the, there was a post on it. I mean, the, 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 the sentiment around that last uh, conversation we had was pretty good. Uh, leaning towards, you know, moving away from the, the, the friends the one concern is we have a lot of whales that are uh, single single side staking ghosts, um, you know, through the whole bull market. And in their opinion, you know, they got comfy with it because it was a low risk, you know, thing where you can win tons of prizes. And it was just very much a win win for them. And, um, you know, with those with those um, drop tickets now taking a dive and we haven't been doing any auctions or anything. Maybe it's a good time to start transitioning over to, hey, look at this shiny thing over here, glitter. Um, you might want to look at that because, um, you know, friends might look less appealing now at this point. I'm just reading some comments in um, the forum here. Here's the post. 
plug it for you guys. Oh, yeah, you got it there. Yeah. Yeah, once we are finished with this farming release, we can devote a little bit of dev time to preparing, um, looking at what the different contract changes would need to be. I don't think they will be very significant. Basically, just um, adding the ability. We we need a conversion rate for glitter into contract in, into uh, raffle tickets. That's the main. Yeah. That's the main like uh, addition to the contracts that we would have to add in. And then, I mean, if people are going to be able to mint tickets with glitter, would those be sold in the bazaar? And, uh, and you know, um, I guess it'd be interesting to see what those ticket prices would be. But yeah, the glitter... so the, there's two ways to go with that. One yeah. could be yes, we can sell them in the bazaar. We we continue the ticket market. The other way would be um, the staking contracts now acts as an AMM and you can buy and sell tickets. You can convert your glitter into tickets. You can convert tickets back into glitter, but there's a surcharge on it. To just kind of prevent people from going back and forth whenever they want. So that would be also one way. You wouldn't really see anyone minting tickets until there's a raffle announced and they're getting ready to to do it um, we could potentially have like a bonding curve scenario i just uh, i don't really i guess then you would you would have people minting them early and then trying to flip them on the bazaar later i think the effect would really be the same uh, reading a comment from ghosty fever uh, here, because glitter is already liquid. Like you don't yeah. really need a market to sell glitter. Liquidity is not super great, but it's probably better than the liquidity on the ticket market right now. Better than tickets, I was gonna say. Yeah, because you have to yeah. sometimes play that game of lowering the price more than you'd be willing to, just to get your tickets sold. Because there's so many being uh, brought onto the market. Um, Ghosty Fever says the reason we should remove tickets is because it creates an expectation to hold raffles, like we were saying. Uh, we would need to keep shuffling more raffles as we get as we go, or ticket prices keep dropping. We cannot, because, yeah, we'll be getting more friend stakers over time as well. Uh, we cannot provide that promise as there needs to be a demand for the underlying asset that's being raffled out first. Otherwise, it's just the NFT holders suffering in the long term, and people will stay away from investing into the NFT. Um, it might be different if we make the raffle tickets untradeable and only a reward for stakers. At least you would not feel rugged by ticket prices dropping in value as they'd make a, be a free token only. I personally prefer moving to Glitter as I do not see many raffles in the near future as long as market conditions stay the way they are. So that's his. I, I think that's a... I mean, that I kind of echo that, what he's saying there. Um, you know, I don't know if the raffle ticket should be tradable. Like, you know, you just stake it, and then that's your reward. You put it into the raffle, and you earn. Um, at the same time, though, I guess, you know, there's people that like to accumulate the tickets and play the game of increasing the odds the most in their favor. But 
if you made them untradeable, then basically your winning percentage for the raffle would be directly correlated to how much you're staking, which would be your somewhat of your uh, investment into the ecosystem. So basically, the more the more you've staked, uh, the higher your chances of winning like some items. Now, the only thing with that is, does it favor a uh, whale staker too strongly, or is the distribution among stakers, um, you know, is, is it distributed widely enough for for the small between small stakers and large stakers um, enough that we can say, um, you know, everybody's still going to have a great chance of winning something based on their stake. That's something we would have to talk about if we if we were to make the raffle tickets untradeable. Uh, we're just talking about the should if it, what happens if we allow them to be redeemed for glitter versus not allowing them, and if we do allow them to be redeemed, we really then the staking contract would basically be the the AMM, and if we don't allow them to be re re redeemed, the ticket market basically becomes a, a market for speculating on the future play, like it's a futures market on glitter almost. Hmm, that's an interesting way to think about it. Like, I'm going to cash my glitter into this ticket today because I think there's a, you know, there's a new something coming out that's going to pop up the price of glitter. So I'm going to be able to sell my, well, I guess if, uh, yeah, you essentially you'd be, uh, you'd need two things. You would need one. I, f I believe there's going to be a big event that uses a lot of glitter coming up. And two, I believe there's a raffle coming up that's people are going to want to invest more into the tickets. This is the only way to get them because yeah, a month from now, glitter is going to be 20% higher than it is today. And there's a raffle. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting how those events also now tie in because now you're also tying this in with upgrading your structures. So now you actually might have to be more strategic about that. If you have to buy market glitter to burn, you might want to do that not right before a raffle event because, you know, the ticket prices are going to mm -hmm. be up. Therefore, the glitter prices are probably going to be up due to demand. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there might be some more strategic thinking around that in the game, like as far as like the meta of playing the game. Uh, it can make things like pretty interesting if you have to make those decisions, you know, do I want to upgrade my structures right now and, you know, get more Alchemica from higher level installations or do I want to, you know, hang on to this because I know the glitter prices are going to pump before the raffle and maybe I can even sell the glitter into something else like Alchemica or Ghost or whatever um, and play some sort of like ARB, like an ARB opportunity. Yeah, I agree with Johnny. You know, glitter is going to go through the roof every time there's a raffle because people will just want to buy the glitter. Will there be a fixed? Do you think there'll be a fixed price for the tickets? Kind of how we have now with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple things. Uh, DNX says AMM should smooth that up, referring to the glitter going to go to the roof. So that again, that's if we allow people to sell their glitter tickets back and re and redeem them for glitter 
if we don't allow them to redeem, redeem them for glitter, then you're you're burning glitter and you're getting the ticket, um, which you can only sell that ticket to someone on the secondary market at that point. Basically, if you turn on the AMM, you don't need a secondary market for tickets because there's really not that much to speculate on. But if you don't have it, then you have this whole futures market on the bazaar for tickets that could be pretty interesting. My only worry, I guess, would be people not minting tickets and therefore not entering the raffle, I guess. They might just be like, well, it's not really worth entering the raffle. These tickets are so expensive now. But so then you just have fewer people entering the raffle and it would make the raffle, I guess, more attractive. So then uh, they would, people would ape in, I guess. Yeah, that's the cycle we've seen with friends, you know. Um, I'm reading a comment from Moon in that form. Oh, with friends, we're not really with friends because friends are basically unlimited. Not um, not unlimited, but there's at least the last raffle that like there's way more friends than there are than than the EV of the raffle. But we might have a situation where there's actually not enough glitter for the EV of the raffle. So the price of glitter would be going up to match the EV of the raffle, the expected value. Because right now, it, it would be interesting. Right now, raffles are basically a, a thing that we do to offset the friends that are being generated. Whereas maybe, uh, with a glitter model and where you can't, there's no AMM. So people want to speculate on these glitter tickets. If the the value of the raffle was higher than the value of what people want to spend their glitter for, you might have a situation where the raffle actually like triggers people to, to buy more glitter because then they need to get the tickets. Because the EV of that raffle is higher than all the glitter that's currently floating. So that sort of flexibility might be good in a situation where we allow for selling, um, like ticket selling, and with it, you know, with glitter. Yeah, my only other worry is, and this is more of a long-term thing, but if we introduce too much burning for glitter some some somewhere five ten years down the line there's going to be no more glitter left <laughs> so, it'll be a glitter problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the small bags finally have their day because he found you yeah. know a million glitter in his wallet and so and then people in the future would be looking at the rest uh, at the uh the craft times, I'd be like, are you are you out of your guys' mind? Like, this is like 1.7 million blocks. There's, it's ridiculous. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay for this upgrade. It's gonna, it's gonna cost 1.7 million blocks. So, ah, well, we're, I guess we'll worry about that in in 10 years, huh? We could put it into the lore somewhere. You know, there's a there was a deep vein of glitter found under the Gachiverse uh, 10 years from now. <laughs> Just happened right. to have another trillion glitter in there, so. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I think I think with the with the this raffle, Moon has a good point. I think this would be an ideal solution to implement after the last raffle. So you know whether it's realm or decorations, so people get a chance to use up all their unspent tickets and friends. Just got to make it clear that the ticket market will basically basically be closed after, so no one can cry foul. And this kind of gave me an idea. Maybe these raffle tickets actually have to take their final form. Um, you know, we're, if we're going to leave the friends tickets behind, they have to take their final form as a ticket wearable. And maybe, um, you know, we have common to godlike uh, hand wearables for these uh, tickets. You know, a gachi can hold a, the OG friends ticket in its hand. Um, but maybe we have some more like fun little kind of, you know, going with the theme of, you know, we're closing this out kind of raffle, you know, along with maybe the land raffle, make it like an epic event, you know, even maybe a little decorations or whatever, you know, everybody can win and, uh, that's it, you know, that that's it for friends. And, you know, then at that point we can deprecate it and move it towards glitter or alternatively, there was uh, another suggestion I believe you had uh, brought up where yeah. we would uh, adjust the um, the rewards for friends over time so that the friends staking becomes a lot less attractive compared to glitter staking. Yeah, my, just... my, my worry right now is we don't have enough uh, ammo in a raffle to soak up all the friends in one raffle. So what we really should do is start phasing friends out and we can and then we could have the raffle tickets essentially just be convertible either with friends or with glitter so there there would be some arbing happening between the two and uh eventually in a, in a couple years there won't be any friends left because people have already used them all or or maybe it's just not worth using them but most likely they they've used them all so it's not something we can. I don't think it's feasible to have like a a raffle, a blowout raffle at this point, because this the the market is just uh, overall like the macro market is too depressed at this point to really have a huge EV raffle. So yeah, what I my vote would be: let's do something that starts uh, cutting down the rate of friends emissions and it you know maybe it starts off we cut it by 20 percent, and then uh, every month it goes down five percent or something and then eventually it's it's there's no friends rewards anymore for ghosts and every everyone has moved to glitter that would be the friendlier way to do it you know very gradual transition over and then nobody's really getting hurt uh, you know yeah. there'll be plenty of time for them to move over Yep. And and we can along the way, I mean we can do we can continue to do raffles. It's just the the guys that have friends will use their friends, the guys that have glitter will use glitter. Do we know how much ghost has been kind of locked up in glitter staking versus friends uh staking right now? Um good yeah, good question. There are there there's some um Dashboards. Do you guys know? Is it like D Bank or which which dashboard shows the value of glitter? I know there's a couple out there. 
there's that really nice glitter uh, that that board someone made. Yeah, I'm gonna, the, I'm trying to look for that. Was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Dune. Dune yeah, uh, analytics. Yeah, it's a Dune. Yeah, it's a Dune board. Dune analytics. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, Dune analytics. Uh, so the glitter market pat, uh, market cap, uh, one thousand one hundred ninety three glitter holders, glitter supply. Don Graham, he's in the he's in the chat. Nice board. So glitter market cap, glitter holders, glitter supply. Um, does it? I don't know if it shows the staking though. Let's see. Is spending glitter. That's pretty nice. Oh, it does show the staking pools, the glitter staking pools. It shows how much ghost has been locked okay. up in the pool. So yeah, for great. so ghost fud, yeah, staking value of four hundred thousand. So that means there's four hundred thousand of liquidity in that pool, uh, equivalent to one hundred fifty-one thousand ghost. Very nice. Ghost FOMO. Uh, okay, doesn't. I don't. Tomo see doesn't it say it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, doesn't it doesn't look like it's fully built out yet? So maybe it's a work in progress. Yeah. If uh, if anyone wants to give this guy uh, a grant, or if he's on the call, he should apply for a little Dune Analytics grant. Those are like this is yeah. We we paid someone uh, for a grant a while back. For a board, I don't know if they they did it, but it, they didn't really maintain it very well, so it's kind of wasted. But yeah, Dune Analytics boards are, are great. Mikey J also posted an image there. Um, where is that? Is that Coin Gecko? I'm not sure where that is. Or Quick Swap? I think it's Quick Swap. He's looking at. Um. I can't see the columns because I'm trying to look at the numbers there. I think that 250k, 110k, or no, I don't. I, I'm not sure what I'm looking at. It's one all the way on the right. Is that FDV? On the far right, FDV. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Transaction oh, nice. price, liquidity. So. Ghost. So four hundred thousand for the ghost fud, four hundred and fifty k for uh, ghost FOMO, three hundred and ten k for ghost alpha, and three hundred and thirty k for ghost Keck. So they're yeah. So that's what is that eight hundred eight fifty. So it's like one point, if I was to take a very rough estimate, like maybe 1.5, almost 1.5 million staked uh, in the quit. Well, that's liquidity, right? So that's taking into account both the pairs together, or is that um, just to so divide it by two? You have to yeah. divide the liquidity by two. I mean, 
definitely the the Alchemica pairs in terms of liquidity are still far inferior to Ghost USDC, and then far far inferior to how much Ghost is single staking. I think the single staking Ghost will likely just move over to WAP Ghost, uh, but WAP Ghost is currently only five percent of the rewards. So if we want to get more of those guys to move over, we would need to increase that because it's like we it's not like friends where it's uh it's unlimited. It's uh that five percent is limited. So the more that the more funds come, the more it gets diluted. So the worry would be if you move over to friends, uh, we move from friends to glitter that the single staking those guys would would be like, you know what? Uh, I don't really want to do that. I just want to have single staking ghost and WAP ghost. Maybe isn't that attractive? So you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sell my ghost. Yeah, and that's the concern there with so much um, ghost out there outside of these pools. Um, we want to make sure we're if we're gonna do that, you know, the transition. We want to do our best to try and get these people over to this pool and show them why this is attractive to do. So, the, I mean, there's one pot. Well, part of the attractive part would be glitter might go up in price, which would then, basically, the more glitter goes up, the the uh, more value is generated every day, in terms of uh, ghost or USD. From, from the rewards. So if glitter is like, if glitter, let's just say glitter is a dollar, right? And we're generating like how many millions of glitter every day? That's, we'd be generating all that money in, in real value. Right now it's obviously not a dollar. It's like 0. 0.00004. So whatever the current daily emission is, that's how much value is being generated and that's approximately how much value people will want to stake into the pools hmm yeah so i think the big point here that we need to basically just figure out is what are we going to do, be doing in terms of getting that um, transition over? Like, how are we going to get these people over to glitter? Are we going to be doing, it sounds like doing a big raffle and burning a bunch of friends up is not going to be the answer just because we have uh, like way too many in circulation to do that, I guess. Uh, but maybe a better solution would be to um, incentivize people to, to move over in terms of their return. You can get a way better return over here with Glitter if you were to, you know, do what you were doing and either, you know, you're minting tickets and selling them like you were before um, strategically or you're, um, or you're just selling the Glitter as a return on your ghost because um, that's ultimately maybe what those single stakers, that's the reason why they have it in this pool currently is they're earning an APY on their ghost, so... Um, they would still be able to do that, uh, doing that with Glitter. I just wonder if it has any negative impact on Glitter itself. Um, I guess the only one would be the, maybe the long-term in, you know, 10 years issue, but 
short term, do you see anything bad that could come out of that? You know, someone, let's say I have a couple, you know, couple million dollars worth of ghosts single staking, and I've just been selling my tickets off and earning the APY. Um, but now I can't do that. I have to stake it for glitter. So, I mean, I'm most likely to maybe then just stake the ghost and then sell the glitter. Is that going to be, do you see that being bad in any way? Um, just to respond to point here, I do want to maybe reiterate. So when we think of the rewards that someone's getting for staking, um, there's like 14, maybe 10 to 15 million ghosts that are single staking right now. So if we start removing that, let's just say we completely removed it today and all those guys moved it over to single staking Flapghost. Uh, let me pull up the dashboard here. Flapghost is currently earning 360 glitter per block. Okay. So we do a little bit of math. 360 times price of glitter. That's uh, about 0.016 USD per day. We multiply that. Let's multiply that by... Uh, 43,200 for a daily rate. So we're generating about 709 USD every day from the WAPGOES pool. So I don't know what the current rate of like how many generated from from uh, single staking and the value of that. We could we could calculate that if anyone knows exactly how many single staking ghosts there are. We could calculate that times the floor price of a drop ticket and, and kind of compare those. Uh, I can pull that up in a second here. Yeah. I mean, Gajinomics, he has a question there. Why do we want big single staking wells in the first place? Uh, wouldn't, be, wouldn't that be as bad as bot issue? They'd be using the people with skin in the game as exit liquidity. Hmm. I don't know. I, in my opinion, you know, having a lot of big stakers is also probably good for the price of ghost. If you have a lot of ghost holders, um, but if you remove that, maybe there's a possibility where they just sell their ghost, and maybe that's negative for the ecosystem. Maybe that's bad for the price. Um, maybe some of these potential whales who are just single staking the ghost right now, they don't realize the value proposition of the game. But, it, you know, if you're invested in an ecosystem that's growing like we are, the value is only going to become apparent over time. And I mean, the hope there would be they would realize, you know, that there is a uh, an opportunity that they're kind of missing out on by just single staking ghost and maybe not buying land or maybe not having an Alchemica operation. Uh, in my opinion, that would be kind of the the thing to consider with some of these large mm -hmm. stakers is there's a potential for them to actually spend that ghost in the game when they have that realization, right? We're growing, we're adding utility, there's going to be arena battles, there's going to be quests, dungeons, like, um, you know, this game is going to, I feel it's going to have its moment in the sun. And if you're already single staking a couple million ghosts, well, hey, that's not really that hard for you now to go into the bazaar, unstake your ghost, go in the bazaar and, you know, buy a couple gachis, portals. Um, making that switch is, 
is not that hard when you've been rewarded by the token for for so long um to you know spend that now in the ecosystem and get an even better return doing something else so i think that would be one perspective to take uh but i also see you know your 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 way of it as well you know um there are definitely um some single stakers will just uh be doing that just because they like that yield for the for the tickets and that's it almost got the numbers here yeah yeah no worries all right so assuming of course that there's perfect liquidity the WAP Ghost daily reward is 710 USD for 5% of the staking. And uh, the Ghost single staking daily reward, currently, if, if we, I'm looking at the Avagachi stats floor price for a common ticket, uh, which is 0 0.000280 Ghost per friend. So, uh, it's actually so that that's probably a ghost actually. So okay, so uh, WAP ghost is seven hundred about seven hundred ten USD per day, and there is currently eight point six million ghosts doing single staking, which is actually down quite a bit from what it was before, and which is I believe a rough. It's a it's about two thousand four hundred thirty ghosts per day. So roughly about 3,200 USD. So it's about one quarter. And so glitter, glitter rewards are about one quarter of what they uh, are, again, assuming perfect liquidity for common tickets, which isn't actually true. So I wouldn't say they're on parity, but I would say the discrepancy isn't really that big. So there could be guys that are, uh, if, if, especially if the price of glitter went up, it would make it more attractive from, for some of these guys to move over in, in, and not sell their ghost. Uh, sorry, you were saying there if you were to increase the, the rewards in terms of glitter per block or no, no, we, we can't increase well we could increase the rewards for WAP ghost yeah currently it's 360 per block we could increase it more we could make it 720 or whatever i'm saying if the price of glitter went up that would also allow it would increase the amount of daily value for these guys as well which would then result in more people staking their ghost uh, okay, you're saying not more tokens, just higher value tokens. Um, the yeah, the yeah, the LP reward basically is going up in right in in price, which is then going to attract more people to LP for it. So currently, it's it's uh generating roughly 710 USD worth of reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the ghost single staking is generating around 3,200 USD of reward. Uh, but to get that reward, you need to sell token. You need to sell tickets. That's not always ideal, right? Like what we saw with the, you know, overproduction of friends or tickets released into the market. The ticket prices went from like around eight to about like one point eight or two ghosts. So, 
um, there's definitely a strategy. You know, you have to be strategic around selling the tickets. And I like the fact that with glitter staking, there's always a market for it. There's always demand for it. Um, mm -hmm. There'll be continued demand for it as we're building out. So that is going to be another aspect to consider. Like if I was a single ghost staker and I was using this as a, you know, some sort of a passive strategy, then that would be a lot more appealing, right? Okay, well, you know, I can stake this ghost and get some glitter. Um, we have to remember ghost is on Ave too. So it's like we have all these people finding ghost on Ave. The hope would be that they figure out how to stake for glitter and then from there start, you know, digging into the game a little bit more, I think would be, you know, if I found ghost on Ave and I did research on it and I said, okay, well, I can actually stake this ghost on their platform, earn some glitter, and then what can I do with glitter? Okay, I can sell the glitter. What else can I do with glitter? Okay, I can burn it to upgrade these installations. It kind of starts this uh, trail of breadcrumbs, you know, um, hopefully, if we're able to get people on Ave, you know, finding Ghost, figuring out what it is, what it does, where you can stake it, okay, put it in this pool here, um, earn these tokens, and then what can you do with these tokens? Um, mm -hmm. You can do all this stuff with these tokens, including mint tickets like I was before. So it's not necessarily a bad conversion. I think it'll just maybe take time and... Um, you know, informing, I think educating and informing people on what's actually going on while, while you know, while we're um, making that transition over is also going to be, like, really important. Yeah, another way we, I mean, I, yeah, I think I agree. It's good, good marketing to have our name out there on Aave. Um, during this transition, if we did want to cater to the, single staking whales a little bit more, like like uh, you mentioned, Hefe. We could increase the percentage of rewards that uh, temporarily that they're receiving. Right now it's 5%. The other pairs are getting 15%, basically, and Ghostmatic is 5%. Ghost USDC is 15%. So if we wanted to cater to them a little bit more, offer kind of a an olive branch in a way and say, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna double the rewards for six months, and it'll be a little bit more attractive. So you can move your your ghost into this uh, for the next six months. If we wanted to get to staking ghosts a little bit more, which I think I don't think it would be a bad idea to do that. I mean, they are some some may say I mean, they're easy single stakers, but sometimes they're they're in the ghost and they not that much they do rewards right now. So the fact that there's still eight million ghost single staking is is still pretty impressive, I think. Sorry, you went a little robotic at the end there. Um you just try repeating that last bit there. Uh, just the fact that there's still eight million ghosts. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, so the, the, there's still 8 million ghosts doing single staking. And I think that's uh, like it's down from 14 million where it was before, but there's still 8.6 million ghosts um, earning friends every day. Basically, long time preference waiting for the raffle. So I think offering a, 
slightly higher WAPCOS reward would would help uh, incentivize those guys to move over once we start uh, doing the conversion over to Glitter. Yeah, but, I mean, you, even not, if some not, of that gets moved over, yeah, not required. But even if some of that moves over, they say, hey, well, I can actually earn a little bit of a better APY, you know, moving some of it over. So um, just start getting some of that ghost over to, to Glitter, I think, is the main goal. Um, we, we might also see that they just earn the glitter and dump it immediately. But that's part of the game anyway. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if they're dumping it, someone else is buying it because they want to burn it to upgrade their installation. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there's a flat um, demand for it. It's yeah. uh, People are going to look at that as an opportunity if glitter's um, dumping. And uh, like I would buy more because it's way cheaper to upgrade my installations now. So. So long as there's demand for that. And then there's other sinks in-game you guys have been talking about, possibly potions. Um, there was a cool little clip that was dropped not long ago about a, it was this gachi sprinting away <laughs> really fast. Uh, saw, yeah. it's, it's seen a liquidator and it runs away real fast. Um, and makes me wonder, was that a potion? Did that gachi drink a potion to do that? Or was that... That was uh, uh, sprinting. That sprinting. is, we were kind of debuting that little feature that's probably going to be coming on next week's hangout. We're going to have a little test of sprinting. Oh, that's going to be, uh, is it going to be stat based or is it going to, well, I guess it will be stat based because your um, sprinting is going to use your HP. Is that right? Yeah. So it will be stat based, not next week because stats aren't confirmed yet. Next week we'll just be kind of, uh, Playing it, playing around with it. Cool. We should have some gachi races or something. Definitely, yeah. If you guys want to put down a checkered finish line on a road somewhere, that would be. I think that would be useful. <laughs> I don't know how much work that would take, to be honest. But if it's just like uh, putting down a, a checkered road or something, where yeah, we could do yeah, that on a parcel too. But yeah, it's gonna be a busy week next week. But yeah, maybe we can. Something fun in. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so that that takes care of a lot from last week, and we also uh, went over some uh, conversation, you know, ongoing conversation around friends, which is definitely going to be the next probably big decision we have to make uh, is how we're gonna be moving like i think we're at a point where we can say yes you know i think the majority of people want to move over to glitter it's just about how we're going to do it uh like how we're going to make that transition over so um it seems like holding a big epic raffle is not going to be the answer it's just not going to be enough to to uh, you know clean up all those friends so we'll have to think of a more um like gradual strategy you know to get people over into the into these pools. And then uh, we just looking over the, over the uh, current um, proposals, uh, rarity farming season four, we talked about that end of July. Uh, use DYST voting power to support V Chi Chi on dystopia. Uh, I think that one did pass as well. Yes, formally vote for V Chi Chi. Okay. 
Um, is there like any yeah, update yeah. on that? Uh, I don't really know what we need to do. So if someone, if someone wants to walk me through what we should do for that, feel free to reach out or to Moon as well. Yeah, that's he's, Moon. He's in charge of kind of partnerships. So uh, whatever we need to do for that, just let, just let us know. Okay, so Moon needs to vote on Dystopia. For every, is it like every vote? Um, okay, just once. Just once. Okay. Okay. So the wallet that has the token they sent us, basically, right? Yeah. Okay. And then the last bit there: uh, configure voting power for AM Ghost, WAP Ghost, and all glitter staking. Uh, do we need to do a move to a core prop for that? I thought it had a core prop. Did it not? I think it was a sig prop. It passed. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we'll make a core prop for that probably next next week. I see yeah, there's two votes. Okay, yeah, there is. Okay, yeah. That there's two votes on Snapchat for some reason. We will uh yeah, we'll get that made into a core prop. Cool. Well, I have to get off, guys, but uh yeah, went over a lot of stuff and I think that's Keep the conversation on on friends glitter moving. If anyone wants to make a do any more analysis on it, that would be great. Um, feel free to like apply to the DTF for for some funding if you have a, a solid plan of what you'd want to do. Um, otherwise, we will. There's no deadline for it really, but it's something that needs to start happening if we're going to do that. So, yeah, it's a gradual movement. Run the numbers and figure out what the kind of optimal conversion rate for glitter to raffle tickets is. And it seems like we're, I think we're leaning towards not having the AMM for the tickets. It would be a one way. A one-way street, just like it is with uh, with friends, because that just it, it incentivizes a little bit more market behavior, which is always interesting. Uh, and then the optim the conversion rate, and then also the deprecation rate of friends. How when we launch this, how fast we want to start de disincentivizing the friends part. So a couple couple decisions to make there. Okay, good. Noted. Uh, we'll definitely focus on those points for like future discussions and ongoing discussions. And then uh, once we kind of feel like we're at consensus, we can maybe work on a, on some sort of a SIG prop or, um, you know, with the exact details of what we're going to be doing. All right, cool. Well, everyone have a great Sunday. Looking forward to next week, guys. It's going to be big. Oh, yeah. I got a little... I'll be putting out a thread, actually, I'm working on right now. It's going to be a, a long thread on the harvesters that I'll be putting out there. So We're uh, launching this thing in the, the depth of the bear market, so it is a bit... The timing is a bit strange, but I think it's also, uh, you know, it is what it is. We're going to have a... Everyone will have a nice head start when the bear market ends and, and the bull market begins again. Glitter well, would be <laughs> would be interesting. 
I've noticed the awareness around Avogadji. We're a little bit louder in the bear market because a lot of things have faded yep. away. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah, and we got uh, we're. I was actually uh, working with our designer today on V2 again, and we're. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, one of our devs on the team had a kind of a uh, had a fall and is recovering. So that's V2 has been uh, a little bit slower because of that. So uh, everyone put uh, have prayers for for Candoisto, but he's recovering. I think he's getting getting better. But it, he's uh, he's been out for a while, like past couple weeks, uh, recovering. But we took that time to e continue iterating on the design of V2, and it's it's really getting nice. We're gonna do a little bit more work on it, uh, but we really want to start focusing on the that initial experience that people get when they come to the site, like the onboarding and really make that better and better. Cause as everyone knows right now, like come on now, we got you like, what the hell is this thing? So we really want to focus on, on that experience. And we're, uh, have a, a new UI designer that that's come on, uh, really great helping a lot. So V2 is going to be lit, and it's going to really help the experience of getting people into Avogadji from that first moment. Oh, yeah. V2 looks clean. It's going to be, um, you know, as a very nice uh, UI. Yeah, that was the the videos we made were, the, the like, before the UI, this new UI designer came on. So he's even taken that. It's even looking even better. So it's cool. It's going to be cool. So okay. yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of potential here. We're going to really shine in this bear market. It's probably got another good six to nine months on it. <laughs> so strap in, and uh, we're going to amp up our shilling once the once V two is alive and uh, and the harvesters alive. Gameplay. We're going to have you know Twitch. People will be fighting in the arena. With their gashis, it's, it's going to be a lot of activity happening. Really, really pumped. Yeah, we're about to turn the volume up. Someone even suggested your um, Sergey's alt with the red plaid shirt. So I totally <laughs> feel that vibe. It's awesome. He it's doesn't have the sandals cool. though. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like your jam. That's like the the ch the the knockoff Birkins with the with the red plaid shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and the saddle chair. Yeah. Cool. I gotta head off. Uh, yeah. Have a great Sunday, everyone. Yeah. See you on Wednesday. Is the next? We'll make an uh, event here an announcement in the chat soon. Wednesday will will be an XP event. We'll make an announcement for that soon. Ooh, yeah. Wednesday will be a big deal. That'll be exciting. And XP will definitely be coming very soon. We were just uh, working on the script today and and run it. It look it's looking perfect. So should be able to drop that XP. One uh, one one kind of blocker with it is that it's currently configured. We can only give out five hundred thousand XP every twenty four hours with the uh, account that we have. So we we put that limit just to in case the private keys got lost somehow that no one could like go on a crazy XP bonanza. So there's uh, six core props. Six sig props. There's a lot of XP to give out, so it's probably going to be over like two or three days. <laughs> but uh, lots of XP will be coming out next week for sure.
You should check right. out Times Birkenstock meme before you exit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. Thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. All righty. Yep. Later, guys. Later. Peace out, friends. See you all on Wednesday. <laughs>